0: Today I want to to speak to you this morning um, about something God's laid on my heart. I guess if I had to title my message this morning, it would be Making the Connection. Um, We are known, once you become born again, once you become saved, once you become a, a part of what Christ is doing, you become part of the body of Christ. So this morning say, I am the body of Christ. If you're saved this morning, you are part of the body of Christ. I want to talk to you a little bit about that, so let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you would this morning, if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bible app on your phone, your scroll, whatever you brought with you, that'll get you to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start with verse 12. The verse, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians begins talking about spiritual gifts, but it goes into verse 12 and it talks about one body with many members, okay? So we're going to start there, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. We have quite a bit of reading today, so just follow along with me and I'll get through this as quick as, po- painless as possible, okay? Um, let's start. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, Are one body so it is with Christ for in one spirit we are all baptized into one body Jews or Greeks slaves or free and all were made to drink into one spirit now let me stop right there before we keep going and let you all know that your body is composed of many members your personal body does anybody in here know how many bones are in the human body? How many? You're close. 206. I think maybe if there's a little deformity, you might have that, but it's okay. A little, a little extra ear cartilage, maybe something, but you're close, man. That's a good shot. 206 bones in the body, Okay. Now, it talks about in verse 13, for in one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Now, let me explain that to you. Example of this is, first of all, it's salvation is what he's talking about here. It's talking about that the Holy Spirit woos you to Christ, okay? Says that there's something missing in you, something that is is longing in you that you need to have relationship and fellowship with God. And that is a relationship with his son to be baptized into the body. You are submerged spiritually into the body of Jesus by grace through faith. Okay? So when you say the Holy Spirit woos you and you feel this tugging on your heart, you say, Lord, I want you, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to come in. I repent of my past sin and I want you to forgive me. And be the Lord of my life. And I ask you, God, to help me serve you the rest of my days. I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. And I accept that. I believe in the the cross and what you did. I believe that you rose again. Save me. And bam, just like that, you are baptized into the body of Christ. Now, don't confuse that with water baptism. And don't confuse that with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Those are all separate occurrences. They're separate things, okay? We're talking about the baptism of salvation. The Holy Spirit wooing you, okay? So when he does that, it's a divine positioning. In other words, you were out here lost and alone, and when you accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit positioned you into the body of Christ, okay? You became a part of a moving, functioning body together. Every one of us in here are moving, functioning parts together as the body of Christ. Are you following me? Are you? Everybody getting this? Because I'll try to explain it better if I need to. Just like your fingers have bones, and they work together and muscles and joints, this is me, you, and whoever else, and whoever else. And we all function together we work together okay so let's keep reading for the body does not consist of one member but many if the foot should say because I am not a hand I do not belong to the body that would not make it any less a part of the body and if the ear should say because I am not an eye I do not belong to the body that would not make it any less a part of the body. When you get saved, changed, we've heard the scripture that you are new creation in Christ. Behold, all things are passed away and all things become new. Old things are passed away, all things become new. We've heard that scripture many times here. God changes us, he transforms us, okay? We become a part of the body. When we do that and we go into that place, God changes our heart. But a lot of times people still need a little help up here. God begins to sh- transform us mentally as well. So we are naturally born with an individual instinct. In other words, we're selfish. Many of us are. We have a selfish mentality. We, we're out for ourselves. It's about us. It's, it's uh, what can you do for me? And as our nation becomes more and more further along, it's becoming more and more selfish. I mean, you know that. What can you do for me? I don't want to contribute. I, don't, I just want to, I don't want to produce anything. I just want to consume things. Okay? Now hear me, this is encouraging. Don't you know, so go, man, you're slamming us already this morning. I, I, I'm not here to slam you. I'm here to show you how valuable you are to the kingdom. Every one of you in here are valuable to the kingdom of God and I want you to know how valuable you are but there's some reasons but behind the reason why you're disconnected sometimes and we're going to talk about that disconnection this morning let's keep reading verse 17 if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing where would be the sense of hearing if the whole body were an ear where would be the sense of smell But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If a single member, if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Everybody can't be an eyeball. Everybody can't be a toe. Everybody can't be a thigh bone. Everybody can't be a hand. And everybody can't be ahead. We all, God has made us genuinely. Do you know you're the only one that has the fingerprint that you have? Nobody in this world has the same fingerprint that you do. That's why when they go to look for fingerprints, they can find out who it is because nobody else has one like that. It's no mistaking it. When they find a fingerprint, they run it and go, He did it, He was there on the scene. You know what? God created you special. You're one of a kind. Say I'm one of a kind. But we get lost in the fact of trying to be like everybody else. God didn't create you to be like everybody else. He created you to be like him. And if you're like him and you are who you are, then all those pieces will fit together. And everything will function together. Chad and I, we work very well together, but we're not alike in a lot of ways. You can ask him. We're not. Are we, Chad? No, we're not. And 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 I, and I think sometimes when, when you get around somebody for a long period of time, sometimes you might rub a little bit the wrong way. But you know what? There's also a way. You ever get that aching in your joints sometimes, you know? It's because you just overworked it so much. I think sometimes Chad and I, we just overwork so much together. Sometimes we get that little aching in our joints, right, Chad? <laughs> Chad said, William, go to your office. Leave me alone. Okay. I say that too. But anyway. But, but, we, but we work well together because we're not, we're not the same person. He has his strengths. He has his weaknesses. I have my strengths. I have my weaknesses. We work well together. Chad and Christy as a married couple... They work together. They fit jointly. He supports her weaknesses and she supports his, and they work together. God placed them together, just like Adam and Eve. When Adam said, This is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, some of you, your marriages aren't linked together because you're not making the connection. You need to make the connection. You need to quit stomping each other because of your weaknesses and you need to start helping strengthen each other's weaknesses, clicking together, making it work. That's, that right there is my connection. Nineteen years ago, God connected us. And the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And that's not just in marriage, that's in ministry. Okay? Let's keep reading. Got a long way to go today. In a short time to get there, as Jerry Reed and them guys would say on in a minute." All right. Now I, now, I like this next scripture coming up in verse 21. Everybody uses the scripture when it comes to why, why does it, I don't have to be a Christian. I, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You heard that saying many times? I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And the scripture we always use is forsake not the assembling of yourself. that's true you don't want to forsake the assembling of yourself but this is the scripture I like right here read this 21 the eye cannot say to the hand I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet I have no need of you how can you be a Christian and say you have no need of the body good question right which which really I'm kind of not talking to any of you here you're all here today right so that's good but if you have somebody that keeps coming up to you and saying that, I don't have to go to church, they a bunch of hypocrites. Well, you're part of, the, if you're a Christian, you're part of the body. You're part of the hypocrite, too. You know what? There are days I'm a hypocrite. I need Jesus. I need Jesus every day. I'm, I'm flesh and blood like anybody else. But you know what? His grace and His mercy and His love. They sustain me as mercies are new every morning. I can come in here with part of the body and I can click together and we can come in together and we can fellowship and we can love and those times that I'm having a rough week and those times that I'm down and those times that I'm not feeling well and the times I feel like giving up and quitting, I can come in here and somebody goes, hey man, how are you? I'm I'm good. No, you're not. What's wrong with you? Y'all have done it before. I know. I know. Because Brother William, he's supposed to be all smiles all the time, right? Brother William's not smiles all the time. You come in and go, what's wrong with you, man? Nothing wrong with me. Oh, yeah, there is. What's wrong? Well, we just had a bad week. Well, we all had bad weeks. and That's fine. But you know what? By the time I leave, I'm smiling. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling blessed. That load is lifted off of me, and I feel great. Some of you walked in here today, and you just felt heavy, and you felt just like burdened with the world. And you felt stressed out. You come in and somebody hugged you and you got into worship and cried. And, yeah, you're good, God. And now you're feeling great. You got a refreshing because you clicked in with the body of Christ. You're engaged. You're clicked in. Okay? Let's keep going. 22. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require, but God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care one for another. Do you know that while I'm up here speaking right now, that there are people that are ministering also in this church? There's people back there running sound and video. There's people back there running Kid City, having their church service back there. There's people in the nursery, working in the nursery right now, so that some of you could come in and sit down and enjoy worship and enjoy the service this morning, that you could get the word, you could focus on that instead of fo- focusing on a kid running over the top of your head and, well, Do you know that when we leave this place, there are people that go and they minister in the nursing homes and they minister on the streets and they minister down at the Hardin County crime victims? Ministry is not just this place right here. Ministry is out there. It's you. You are ministers. Every one of you. I'm looking over my glasses like my daddy used to do. Verse 26, it said, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. I want to stay here for just a second. Anybody ever had a dislocated shoulder before? Anybody? Dislocated wrist, finger, something happened, yeah? Hurts, don't it? When you dislocate something, when something gets dislocated, it's it's close to being connected, but it's not connected, right? And what happens most times? Swelling starts, right? Right? Well, let me ask you something. When you dislocate that shoulder, it gets dislocated. Can the fingers and hand and all that keep doing what it always does? It can't, can it? So everything that that shoulder is connected to suffers, right? Does the body just say, shoulder, I'll get you later, and we just keep going and no pain or anything? No. The whole body recognizes when there's a dislocation, Right? Can I say something to you this morning? I love you. But some of you are dislocated. And the body suffers for it. We need you to pop back into place. We need you to get back into that position, that place where God once had you connected. Some of you, God had you in a place... And you were rocking and rolling, man. You were ministering for the Lord. You were doing all these great things and God had you just spiritually on fire. And you were going and rolling. All, all of a sudden, something happened. A wound, an injury. Something took place and you got dislocated. But instead of popping it back into place, getting with the body and snapping back into place, you just stayed dislocated. And things began to swell. The thing tension begins to take place. And the body is waiting, is going, I need you to pop back into place because you are a missing piece to the puzzle. Because when the body is fit and whole and everything is in its place and everything is moving, nothing can stop that body. But wounds can. Dislocated, out of place. And you know what? It's important that you recognize other parts of the body. You might be an ankle, but you need to appreciate the eyeballs. Because if you're walking along, and you're walking ahead, and you see a hole there, the eyeballs tell the brain to tell the, 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 the nervous system and the, and the spine and the hips and the legs to send a message down to the ankle to step aside Or you're going to step in that hole. But if you say, I don't need the eyeballs. I don't need any of them. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. I don't need nobody speaking into my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. Then guess what's going to happen? You're going to step in that hole and you're going to break something. We need each other. We need to speak into each other's life. No, we don't as body parts. We don't need to judge each other. Well, you're not a heart. I'm I'm a heart. I, I, I pump blood all day. And it, 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 if it wasn't for me, nothing would get done. You would just die. Well, I'm the lungs. I'm the lungs. I take in breath. If I didn't take in any breath, no, you wouldn't do no good. You'd die. Well, I'm the mouth. I chew. I eat the food. I chew it up. If I didn't eat it, I didn't get any food in me. Guess what? You, you're not going to be nourished. You're going to suffer. Well, I'm the stomach. Whatever you take in, I got to digest. I'm not going to go any further. But if that shuts down too, you're in trouble. You're full of it. That's just wrong. You said it. I didn't say it. I just repeated it. Don't get me in trouble, Mickey. You see how important every part of the body is. You say, Well, I'm just insignificant. I'm not real important. What do you think the most insignificant part of your body might be? Your pinky toe? How many of you ever woke up at three o'clock in the morning and stubbed your pinky toe? <laughs> Did your body let you know you stubbed your pinky toe? Some of you just lost your Jesus right there. You just went, <gasps> and you said things you weren't supposed to say, and you didn't, yeah. I know, I know. Now you didn't lose your Jesus. Jesus had to just step out of the room for a minute. But do you know what? If you cut your pinky toe off, do you know you're going to have to relearn how to walk? Because you're going to walk different. I think that's why teenagers don't have little pinky toes. They call it swag. Because they got all that swag. (laughs) He got swag. No, he just ain't got no pinky toe. Every part of the body is important. Say, I'm important to the body. body. No, no, no. I'm important to the body. I'm important to the body. I'm I'm valuable to the kingdom. Believe it. You are. You are. You're important. Go with me to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Man, I'm doing good.
1: 15 minutes.
0: Some of you heard this story before. How many of you know you could be connected to the body? You could have a connection with the body. You could have skin and muscles and everything. But how many you ever seen a body with no life in it? Yeah, you've been to a funeral, you have, right? What does that body do? It does nothing. So let's talk about this. Let's go to uh, Ezekiel 37. we got Ezekiel here, and, and the Lord takes him in a, a vision. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord... And he set me down in the middle of a valley. So I want you to picture this dry desert valley. No life in it. Just, you know how the ground, when there's dry, it's cracked and just dirt. It's just, there's no life. There's no grass, no nothing. He goes and he stands in this valley. It says and it was full of bones. Can you see it? Just bones laying everywhere. It's like a... Big boy at a chicken buffet. There's just bones everywhere. All right. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were dry. Somebody say dry bones. All right. And he said to me, son of man, God said to Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel answered and said, Oh, Lord, you know. He gave the pastoral answer. You know, when a pastor gets up and he looks around and he's going, Man, what is going on? God's going, Hey, you think, it, you think everything's going to be all right? Pastor goes, sometimes he goes, Only you know, Lord. I don't know sometimes. Sometimes you're in your family and, and things are going wrong and the bills are stacking up. And things are going on. And God goes, Hey, everything's going to be all right, right? And you go, only you know, God. It ain't looking good from here. God tells Ezekiel, hey, these bones gonna can these bones live? Ezekiel goes, I'm not real sure, but you know. You know if they can. He said to Ezekiel, He said, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and I will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live, he said breath again, and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, There was a sound, and behold, a rattling. How many of you know when the word of God comes forth, when somebody prophesies over you? We've had presbyteries, we've had where pastors came in and spoke words over people. How many of you know there's a disturbance that takes place? When the word of God begins to speak, when the word, when the spirit of the Lord begins to collide with you and it comes in, something gets shaken up on the inside, something begins to stir. There becomes a sound that begins to echo inside of you and a rattling starts happening. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. God does that because he wants to shake off some of the mess. He wants to shake off some of the dust. He wants to shake off some of the things that's been holding you down. And he wants to speak life and breathe life into you. So I prophesied I was, as I was commanded, there was a sound a rattling and the bones came together. Bone to its bone. He didn't just say the bones came together. He was very specific when he said bone to its bone. The hand wasn't trying to connect with the neck. And the ankle wasn't trying to connect with the rib. We got a lot of people that are trying to make connections that aren't God connections. They're trying to connect. We got people that say, Well, I'm a hand, and I want to connect with other hands like me. Like I told you before, Chad and I, we we have a lot of things that are not in common. But when God took us into ministry, there was a connection. And let me tell you something. We used to work together and we had, a, we had some struggles. There were some things we had to get through for that connection to be made. We didn't see eye to eye. We didn't agree all the time. But you know what? We, we knew, he knew God had a purpose for him. I knew God had a purpose for me and God made that connection. The same thing with Mickey and, and Nick and all of us together as elders. God pieced us together. Do we, do we sometimes have soreness and tension in our muscles and stuff. So, oh yes, we do. But we're still functioning together. We're still connected. And the enemy tries to come and he tries to wound each everybody in this body. He tries to wound you and disconnect you and dislocate you. So he can cause swelling and trouble in the body. But God said today he wants healing in the body. He wants some of you to reconnect. To snap back into place. To come to yourself. To wake up and to realize how valuable you are to the kingdom. Let's go on. All the skin had covered them, but this is the end of verse uh, 8. There was no breath in them. You know, you can come to a holy place and you can do holy things. And you can sing holy songs and not be holy. So many people today feel like I go to church, that makes me a Christian. I saw this morning on Facebook, it said, going to church doesn't make you any more Christian than standing in a garage makes you a car. You'll get that later, it's okay. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. That's not what saves you. You might get saved while you're here, which is great. God wants to do more than just, for you to just exist. He wants to breathe on you. He wants to breathe life into you. He wants his Holy Spirit to, to help you come awake, help you come alive. Then he said to me, verse verse nine, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. What he saw when he walked in that desert, in that valley, was just bones. But when he got done doing what God said and the breath of God entered, life came. And when life came, it wasn't just a bunch of bones. There was an army. You know that God's trying to raise up an army right now? Do You know you're part of that? If you're saved and you're born again... You're part of that. That's how valuable you are to the kingdom. Quickly, go with me to Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. We're going to close here. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Verse 11. And he gave the the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. He's given Gateway Church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why did he do that? He did that to equip you, the saints, for the work of ministry. For building up, what? The body of Christ, right? Right? We're equipping you. We're building you up so that you can go out these doors and minister. Like I told you, ministry doesn't just happen right here. Ministry happens out there with you guys, all of us. Until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. How many of you know there's a lot of deceitful schemes out there going on? There's a lot of craftiness going on in the world. Hollywood's very crafty. They're trying to take a lot of Bible stuff, mix it in with Oprah theology, and give people hope. It don't work that way. I'm sorry if you're an Oprah fan. I'm just just letting you know. I'm just getting real. The Word of God is the Word of God. And what it says is true. You can't mix, mash it, and mush it with the world and expect the same results. It's not. Let's keep going. Rather, speaking the truth in love we are to grow up, say that, we are to grow up, come on, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. You are valuable to the kingdom. And the part that you play in this body is essential to the growth of this church, growing in love, and doing what it's called to do. Get connected. Make a connection. Make the connection God designed you to make. You are so important. And when you're dislocated, Or you're broken and you're wounded. We want to be there for you. We want to help you get back connected. We want to help that swelling go down. We want to help pop you back into place in love. Now listen, some wounds are caused out in this world. Sometimes even Christians wound other Christians. And some wounds are self-inflicted. What are you wounded with today? Are you wounded? If you're not, if you're not wounded and you're connected, are you connected to the right thing you're supposed to be connected to? Are you just trying to connect to things like you? Are you you connected exactly where God wants you to be connected at? If you are and you're connected, is there life in what you're doing? Are you just following the routine? Are you just following the same old, same old daily, daily trend? Listen, all of this is so important to what God wants to do in you. All of this is so important, what God wants to do here. You know what? Having 384 people on Easter was incredible. That's great. But if it's 384 people that aren't snapped into place and doing what God has called them to do, then it's not going to function fully. The breath and life of God needs to be in every move we make. And like my mother went through almost like a, 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 I'm going to say she got healed from a stroke is what I believe. The doctor said something else, but I believe she got healed. I believe God touched her. But when that happened, half her body shut down. And when she shut down, I love her and she knows she knows that. It took my wife and I away from everything. She's apologized a million times. I said, quit apologizing. We love you. But when you shut down and things like that happen, it pulls other things away i've heard pastor donnie talk about going to war about how when one man got wounded i don't remember how many men it took to take care of that one man that's why if you're wounded we need to hurry up get this fixed and get it healed because if not it's going to get infected and get swollen and get irritated and it's going to cause something to set in and cause you to remain disconnected today i believe god wants to heal and reconnect you today I really do. Let's bow our heads this morning. I hope that that what I said this morning, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Some of you here, you're—I mean, you're connected. You're moving, man. You're rocking and rolling. Praise God, your function is so great. But some of you here, you know, you you know if you're connected or not. You know if if you're wounded or not. You know what's going on. Listen, God has a plan and a purpose for you. Don't miss out on it because you feel wounded or hurt. Let's get this healed. Let's get this fixed today. Let's get you back on track. Let's get you back functioning how you're supposed to be functioning and moving how you're supposed to be moving. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? Are you part of the body? Are you born again? If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, and you want to know Him, I want to pray with you real quickly just, just to ask Him to come into your heart and make Him the Lord of your life. I don't want to make light of it or anything. It's, a very, it's the most important decision you can ever make in your life. If you're here and you say, I don't even know Jesus. I, I know Him in my head, but I don't know Him in my heart. I've never asked Him to be the Lord of my life. If that's you this morning, would you just pray this prayer with me? Would you say, Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive me. I turn away from who I am and I turn to you. Change me. Cover me. Help me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye still closed. Nobody looking around. If that's you this morning, you said... William, I prayed that prayer. I asked Jesus to come into my heart. I made him the Lord of my life. And I really want to be connected into the body. That's you. Nobody's looking. Would you just raise your hand? Say, I prayed that prayer this morning. Anybody? Don't be afraid. One. Anybody else? Hey, one's, one's great. Anybody else? Come on. All right. Amen. If you're here this morning and maybe God's speaking to you and you say, you know... William, I've asked Jesus to come out of my heart, but I just I feel disconnected. I've been wounded. I'm not where I need to be. I know I'm not popped into place like I need to be. I'm not functioning like I need to be functioning. If that's you this morning. Could you just lift your hand, and Say that's me. I'm disconnected. Yeah, I see those hands. You know what? God wants to reconnect you this morning. He wants to put you in a place. He loves you. Some of you this morning say, I'm doing all the things. I'm I'm busy in ministry, but man, I just feel dry. I feel dry. I feel like all the life's being sucked out of me. If that's you this morning, could you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I feel dry this morning. Yeah. Yeah all right listen we're gonna spend a little bit of time here at the altar if your ministry team would come this morning if you need some prayer this morning if you just need prayer about being reconnected if you need prayer this morning maybe you're sick maybe you need prayer for healing maybe you got something going on in your life you just need somebody to to just uh, pray over you about maybe you just need to spend time at the altar we're gonna open up the altars this morning you all stand to your feet this morning? As we begin to sing, I want you to just come. Just come and pray. Whatever God's put on your heart this morning, deal with that. Don't don't walk out of here this morning still wounded. Don't walk out of here this morning still disconnected. Don't walk out of here this morning without getting it right, getting things
1: fixed this morning. Amen. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. You are good. And your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy is forever. Your kindness, your kindness is forever. Your goodness is forever. Your mercy is forever. Forever, your kindness, your kindness is forever. Your goodness is forever. Your mercy is forever. Forever oh you are good you are good you are good and your mercy is forever you are good you are good you are good your mercy is father we just come to you lord this morning
0: god i want to thank you lord for those that are here today lord i pray god that as they get ready to leave this place lord i pray that you would bless them god you would minister to them god i pray god that that each one of them lord would know exactly where you placed them god and god whatever the enemy is trying to do or is doing god and, and Some people's lives, Lord, I pray, God, you would just break that up, God. That, God, you would begin to bring healing, restoration, God, and life, Lord, into them, God. Lord, we want to be a moving, functioning body for you, God, with life. Lord, we want to see people join in this body, Lord, with life. We bless you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name.